On this episode of Blown Pixel, we're kicking off Season 2 with a review of our first month with the latest Google hardware. It's got, like, all these singing angels. It's it's incredibly epic. It's uh, I, I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> you just you're gonna have to listen to it after we record it. Uh, I'm I'm a okay with that. You should cherish that moment. So anyway, we've got season two. We're, this is a kickoff. This is a kickoff after uh, a hiatus of a of a year, a year and six months. <laughs> we really got the accountants on it. They crunched some numbers. They confirmed a year and a half since the last episode of Blown Pixel, which we are now dubbing season one. Yes, just because, you know, it different format, but I feel like we put in work. We put in work enough to call it a, a whole season. So if you are joining us uh, uh, from the previous season, as it were, uh, thank you. For all the new listeners out there, you get to listen to Cody and myself, myself being T-Rave, talk about technology, culture, and design. Is, is that what we talk about on the show? <laughs> <laughs> that, yes, we've, we've changed from startups, technology, and culture. To technology, design, and culture. See, it's it's a nuance. Bringing it to a bigger scope. Let's let's kind of roll back the clock one year and six months. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's that's a bit of time. I think the last time our we had a, Verizon's acquisition of AOL, Google Fi was like a new thing. You bring it up, and I, I, I mean, I completely even forgot about the Verizon thing. I mean, it's is. AOL is not even a thing anymore. It's it's gone, right? Yeah, it's I, not I don't even know. a thing. <laughs> How time flies. How time flies. So yeah, the, the the big kind of question that we've received is, you know, why move from our webisode format to a podcast stuff? And uh, I think the economics of it, you know, podcasts are a little more mainstream. Uh, they're much easier to produce so we can kind of keep stuff rolling out. And it's much easier to get multiple guests and put all the audio together. So makes for some some yep. better yep. information, too. Yeah. And it, it's you. it's funny that podcasts are now mainstream again. I think what blew my mind was uh, before even episode one of Westworld aired, there was five podcasts <laughs> ready to go. And I was like, why? There's not even an episode yet. But uh, here we are. And uh, we're in we're in the prime of podcasting once again. Long live the podcast. Long live the podcast. <laughs> I guess for our newer listeners, it would probably be good to to give a short bio on both of us. Cody, who are you? <laughs> well, <laughs> my name is Cody Beasley, and I'm a product designer for an innovation consultancy in Kansas City, Missouri. Since our last stuff, I've moved to the burbs for the time being. <laughs> who are you, T-Rave? That's the existential question. So I am T-Rave, originally from Kansas City, Missouri. I now live up in Omaha, Nebraska, working for a company coming up on three years here in a few months uh, called Flywheel. We are a managed hosting company specific for WordPress and built for designers and agencies. And so I get to help kind of oversee all our 
other happiness engineers trying to provide the best support we can. Uh, also, in that time, I, you know, wrecked a car, <laughs> bought a new one. Making good decisions here. Uh, bought, a, bought a house. Built like a uh, or uh, added right? a pergola. A pergola with home ownership becomes a request from, you know, the significant other. Oh, of yes. What you should add to said home. Uh, a pergola was one of them. Uh, and it's, it's quite nice. That's like a next level pretension, by the way. Like, this is it really a is. pergola is in more and more circles you say pergola and then you immediately have to define what the hell a pergola you is. You have to define it unless you say pergola and you get one person who perks up their ears and you go you watch HGTV, don't you? <laughs> this this person has like pergola weekly on on their I, bedside. I mean a year ago I couldn't even spell pergola. I'd have to look it up. Well, I probably still couldn't spell pergola, but I can at least define it. Uh, And in that year's time, uh, we did add to our animal farm uh, a corgi. Yes. So uh, she's now uh, seven months old or so and and doing well. Cutting some teeth on your carpet there. I saw some photos of that. Man, homeowner. (laughs) Yeah, homeownership, I tell you. She got Uh, some real good chunks out of that carpet. She she really went after uh, the, the carpet on the stairs. So there's only like two parts of our house that are carpeted and one is the the stairs that leads upstairs and she had access to it and just just went to town. Went to I just town. remember I, I I just heard her in the other room. I'm like that's a really weird sound. <laughs> and well, well that's that's what carpet sounds like when a corgi's chewing on it. Uh luckily enough the the previous owners left uh, some carpet uh, matching swatches. carpet and so we got it replaced pretty easily. So um the joys of not only owning uh, younger animals, but the joys of home ownership as well. So I, I'll say, let's just get into this stuff. We've let's get into this. We've got um, we've got the latest kind of Google hardware. So as you remember, Google had a hardware event. Yes, back back in September. Okay, yep. so and then they released kind of their latest gadgetry, which included the Google Pixel, the Google Home, Google Wi-Fi, and then the VR uh, headset for the daydream we we both got pixels but what's worthy of note is some of the things that they mentioned at that conference they actually teased earlier in the year and so they solidified it and then uh got you on the pre-order train if you will we actually pre-ordered and then it's wait a month you have you have a month to live with a buyer's remorse or you know wait wait the time and you're like i really hope i didn't make this bad decision no they they haven't been that bad in fact um as we'll get into it I, i think we've been quite happy in fact with with their offerings to to kind of kick off the the google love fest at least from my side of things is uh i did upgrade to the pixel i'm coming from a nexus 6 and so i was at the point that i was really starting to dislike my nexus 6 and i went on this hunt down the rabbit hole of android and the current standings of it and uh you know actually my significant other was just like you know what i've been thinking about new phones and i like this pixel I bought it and I was like, oh, okay. I wasn't thoroughly convinced after the, the day they announced it. That's your gateway drug, it, frankly. It really That's was. all you needed to be like, okay, time to get a pixel. Well, she did that and then it, it still took me a week and a half and I'm an idiot for waiting that long. Uh, but the Pixel XL, I bought mine in 32 gig. It's the, the black uh, bezel model. Um, I am 100% satisfied with this device. 
everyone keeps kind of asking me about it because I, I I was kind of in that boat of like saying like, oh, I think I'm going this phone. I think I'm going this phone. And then I was, screw it. I'm going with the Pixel. I pulled that trigger and I don't regret anything about it. Uh, been very pleased. It's a sexy piece of hardware yep. to be to be honest. And, you know, I've I've been a Nexus purchaser for the last six years. A lot of the shakeup kind of stuff uh, that a pure Android experience gives you, um, I've I've kind of had an old hand on the pulse of that. But the big one, the headline guy uh, for this is, of course, the Google Assistant. Um, and so Google Assistant, uh, like many of you know, Siri-esque, um, Amazon Echo-esque kind of assistant, um, lived in the Google uh, Now experience a little bit. Um, and then you saw it happen in Allo. And this is more of a full-blown situation. This hardware event um, was a good way to release the assistant on both the Pixel and the Google Home, which is a, a little box that sits very similar to the Amazon Echo. And you can talk to it and, and uh, we can get into to that a little bit more. But what are some of the other pieces that you like about your Pixel? Yeah, so I mean, one of the biggest things was with the Nexus 6, uh, I think a lot of people, uh, you know, in the Nexus lineup, uh, a lot of people noted that these they were maybe not the most budget friendly, like cheap pieces of hardware, but they were more budget friendly to get into. So uh, the hardware in, inside may have not been the most powerful. And uh, I was starting to feel that on the Nexus 6, things were just kind of becoming laggy for the last six plus months. Uh I could even launch the camera within 10 seconds, it felt like. Mm. And so, like, what's the point of, you know, having it, which is, you know, total first world problems, right? Like, I have <laughs> I have this device that does a million different things. Uh, I just wanted to take a photo immediately. <laughs> well, but, so, but to that point, though, I mean, for iPhone users, the expectation to be able to quick draw that camera and be able to take rapid fire photos is something that, I never saw in an Android device up until the Pixel. True. I mean, that is true. That was, I mean, as silly as it is, that was one of the most uh, pushing points for me as I was doing hardware uh, research. And the other few phones that uh, was meeting very similar hardware specs, most of the downfall was within the camera. And so, uh, no, I'm not taking uh, a million selfies or a million pictures, but at the same Don't time... Lie. I, Don't lie to these people. I, 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 I did <laughs> I, I rarely take selfies and when it is, you know, when I do, it's on a selfie stick with my significant other and uh, <laughs> by the way, you just <laughs> like, I don't always take selfies, but when I do, I use specialized I, I, tourist hardware to take is, it to the next level. There is tourist hardware indeed. Uh, <laughs> in that. Um, I, with that said, I did take a selfie right before starting this show to kind of show off uh, the, the love uh mic setup that we oh that, yes that, uh so the camera was a big thing um massive it, massive, it, massive thing it's yeah, like it's, the uh, game changer at least at least for me they did it right and you don't have any complaints about it that i mean that that's a big one i think for a lot of people but then also like uh it, it's silly but the this is the first phone i've had with a, a fingerprint reader and it it's in the right spot 
and it just works and it works fast. And uh, I really like, you know, not having to punch in my code each time uh, or even, you know, I have a, a Moto 360 watch that like, you know, keeps the phone unlocked as long as it's in range. But like for security purposes, like I like to maybe not have that and like just picking up the phone, I can unlock it without, you know, additional like kind of tapping on the screen before I get into it. I agree. I mean, it's it's a good placement. It's also a good size. So, you know, from kind of we saw the Nexus 6, which was a behemoth of a phone to the <laughs> really was <laughs> to the 6P, which is a little more handheld. And now and now this it's it's a really good placement. If you don't have a fingerprint sensor, um, it's it's kind of a game changer. You just pick it up. This screen comes up. Um, but even beyond that, I mean, the battery life on this thing holy crap it's incredible it's and the recharge rate too i mean google's official statement on this is seven hours of battery life in 15 minutes on a charger i don't remember if blown pixel was going at the time that i bought it but i actually opted in for the motorola droid turbo which was the extended battery they introduced kind of the quick charging and that phone could make it close to 48 hours uh it was a smaller screen kind of different chipset but that like that's also a big selling point for me on any phone is do i have to worry about the battery and the answer is absolutely not in this i've only killed the phone once and that was me fiddling around with it like i barely even go under 40 percent each day if you juice it all the way up you're gonna have a long lengthy time with it but just throwing it on that charger it's the best of two worlds and and it you know if the quick charge stuff so we saw quick charge technology in some of the previous nexus models some of the other phones and it was kind of a game changer because you could throw it on a charger and in a couple minutes um you could you could get back and then it would trickle down but having both of those is i i would honestly say this is the first phone i've ever seen that can really compete on on both of those levels simultaneously uh for the most battery life the pixel ships with the latest version of Android and, you know, they started in marshmallow, the version before, uh, really starting to hone in on those battery saving options. And, you know, for me, I, I work at a computer. I'm not tapping away on my phone all day. Um, I'm at 78% as we stand right now. Um, it is definitely a huge, huge plus, uh, for, you know, not only the hardware that they gave it, but the software in tandem. And I think that's that's where the Pixel really kicks in is, you know, even though the Nexus devices were very uh, catered to the operating system, they weren't designed hand in hand. It was kind of a manufacturer allowing, you know, decent hardware to run it. This was actually designed by Google on both fronts. And that's, you know, that is definitely shown to be a a great move on their part plus of course this is the first phone to be able to use the daydream vr stuff which is very exciting um you know i you got this one before i did but i was super (laughs) excited to have basically like a sweatpants version of a vr headset (laughs) it really is even even from the pictures it's soft and cushy it's (laughs) it's very comfy it 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 looks like your lazy Sunday <laughs> VR set. You just you, you kind of it's a soft felty type material, and then the the band is almost like ski goggles. You know, nice and thick, and just really oh, it's so comfortable on the head for sure. 
It comes with a little controller and you can use it to kind of uh, use, it's got a touch part, which is a D-pad-esque and kind of menu stuff. And you can actually point in world in the VR experience. It's, it's well, it's well made. It's a good industrial design, very comfortable in the hand, lightweight, just fits inside the, um, the headset uh, when you're not using it. It's, it's, great and the content has actually been pretty compelling um you 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 had said you had played with some content what have you messed around with the most yeah so uh you know uh, the the day i got mine um because because both of us pre-ordered the pixel you know the the benefit of that was getting the the daydream for free and so when they they sent the coupon to say hey you're ready to order as like i'm expediting that i want it tomorrow (laughs) and so uh it came in and i think uh the night before or the well maybe the day of actually it came in was uh the the theatrical release of fantastic beast and where to find them and so uh the next morning when i got up i was like oh let me check out this vr stuff and so uh i you know i loaded it up and it's like here's some suggestions in fantastic beast uh they they produced a game alongside of the movie and so you actually get to enter into the world uh you kind of get to do some wizard wand uh movements is it is it like pokemon or are you uh, trying to seek out these beasts no i mean uh no you know, not to ruin the movie, spoiler for the movie, <laughs> but not really a spoiler. Um, you know, all his, like most of the beasts live in his case. And so mm. you're, the world is within the, the suitcase. It's like a Mary Poppins bag or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's it's very much, uh, it kind of goes down the, the realm of, uh, it's almost like a petting zoo. Uh. And so you have to do a few things like, oh, this animal's kind of feeling sick right now. Makes Tamagotchi. <laughs> it's wizard it, it's, tamagotchi it, it's wizard tamagotchi yes uh so um it but it's fun to you know because you know you you experience this 360 world like you can look everywhere and so like you know that's that's super cool yeah and so like it, it is cool to 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 watch that or even you know there's content being delivered uh you know uh in youtube and facebook and like you know doing it on your screen and using the mouse to kind of fly around you're like okay that's kind of mm-hmm. cool but when you can actually shift your whole body to see the the realm around you it just it's another thing if if you haven't had a vr experience yet uh and and some people you know can't take it you know they there's some people get a little nauseous but um i would say that you need to check it out just to see a are you going to get some of these triggers and more and more content is kind of smoothing out that experience or doing a lot better of a job i would say with than than content in the past but you you have to check it out i it whether it's an oculus or you know i think google is trying to make this daydream super cushy it's the yoga pants of (laughs) of of these things it's a great experience it's soft it's comfortable uh they made it for kind of extended use um but you you should definitely check it out and you you've been playing kind of a more uh more action-packed game uh as you were explaining yeah so i've got a a little diablo-esque shooter where you're kind of again it's it's a fantasy realm thing kind of similar to yours but uh you have these platforms and monsters kind of show up and you use your head to actually aim uh as your guy kind of loads off on on them to to kind of kill them and open up chests and stuff but it's it's very indicative of kind of like old school diablo but um i've probably played 
I don't know, five hours or something. You've put some good time on it. Yeah, I have found that um, while this is an extended wear uh, option for VR stuff, I do kind of get headaches at about the three and a half hour. <laughs> uh, and I get if you do it at night, you start to get some pretty trippy dreams. So maybe that's... Uh, that's- I, I would not suggest. It, <laughs> listeners, listeners, do not do what Cody's been doing. I'm, I'm uh-huh. here to, to be the pioneer for these things so that you don't <laughs> I, make I the same that, mistakes. I mean, they actually give you, like I think, a full sheet kind of uh, warning before you even put them on. Like You have to take this like piece of paper out that says... Warning, extended amount of time can make you nauseous or basically go insane. Take breaks. And uh, I mean, even for me, I think uh, I think probably after 20, 30 minutes, though, I'm not feeling anything uh, too extreme. I'm definitely like, you know what? That's a good stopping point. Three and a half hours. You're you're a monster. You're just (laughs) you're just done. You're red eyed. (laughs) <laughs> I will say that, you know, and, and we're going to have an episode on VR. There's no way that we won't. Yep. But um, and we'll bring up a little bit more of these types of of kind of behavioral stuff and, and psychological kind of things that it does. But um, it, being an immersive experience, it's it really does take you out of your current reality. And and when you kind of emerge back into the real world from those things, especially after an extended thing. It's it's like your brain has to kind of change gears to be ready for the real life again. It's it's a it's just a it's an amazing experience. If you haven't tried it, I would recommend it. Um, and that that daydream is a really good entry point into a real comfortable um, way to experience some of that content. We we should note that uh, the daydream experience currently is only on, I believe, two devices, and that is yeah. the Pixel and then uh, the Axon Seven, uh, which is uh, another Android device out there. Um, so you know, before you fully opt in for it, uh, just use be a friend, leery. <laughs> use a friend. <laughs> Don't go alone. Try before you uh, buy. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I, I think maybe some of the the Verizon stores may have that set up since Verizon is currently the only retailer of the Pixel. They may actually have the Daydream uh, to kind of check out as well. And so, um, yeah, it's it's definitely fun. It's definitely a, a new way to experience things. So. so lastly, we've got the Google Home, and I don't think you have one of these things yet. Do you have an Amazon Echo or anything? I, I don't. Um, and the, the, the actual Google Home uh, hub is intriguing. And what I'm well, let's just get into it and I'll I'll give you kind of my feedback uh, when when we get to it. Sure. So you you actually have one of these. And, and for the, the listeners out there, if you go to our uh, Blown Pixel Facebook page, you can actually see kind of a review, uh, a box opening uh, that Cody provided um, a few weeks back. Yeah, I mean, the thing looks like a little air freshener, and I actually thought it was much larger than it was until I cracked open the box. Um, but, you know, the kind of gist of it is it's this little guy that sits in your house and it's always listening, very similar to how these Pixel phones work. And when you say the hot word, it fires up and uh, you give it commands and it'll interact with you similar to Siri, but it knows a lot more about you since it's Google. So and even better yet, I've got all these Chromecasts in my house. And so uh, I'll often ask it to, you know, play um, this or that on 
you know, X Chromecast. I've got an audio based one and I've got one of the kind of traditional TV based ones. So I say like load up this YouTube video. It knows that obviously it can't show it. So it fires up uh, the other Chromecast on the TV to do it. And it's been great. My girlfriend and I, we use this thing constantly. Uh, I've I've found that it's part of my kind of technology uh, interaction space. Yeah, I mean it's I mean we're getting very much a Tony Stark ish Jarvis world of, of Jarvis. Yeah, um, you know, in between you know the Amazon Echo stuff that kind of kind of led the way for this. Um, but you know, Google uh, Google Home was announced kind of earlier in the the year, but they didn't say much about you know other than kind of connecting your world together. Uh, and now they've brought out this actual device. And so, uh, I, I don't know if I'll end up with one and I'll, I'll, I'll say why here in a second, but I actually had, uh, someone that I work with buy one and he's, he's absolutely loving it on every level. Uh, you know, I have three Chromecast in my, in my house. And so, I like the idea. His complaint was that it currently is only locked to a single user, mm. uh, user account. And so, yeah, that Google assistant, that Google now, that Google like information of knowing like, oh, it's Cody speaking, you know, it's very much only tied to your account, which kind of bummed him out, which also bums me out. I feel like this play towards Google Home, you know, having one hub in the house is fine until you're not in that room. And then it's hard to kind of, you know, initiate it. However, I now carry a phone with me that has the same technology. And so that's why I'm almost opting out because uh, mm-hmm. I have the phone and I feel like they're going to make that play for, you know, the phone being an always on hub that does the same thing. And, you know, it's always going to be closest to your person. So I will, I will mention, um, the functionality, uh, of the pixel versus the, um, home is actually a little bit different. They each have little different commands. Um, I can change the temperature, uh, for example, on the Google home, uh, where I just, I have a nest in the house. I say, turn up the temperature, whatever it is. And uh, it'll go ahead do that. The Pixel doesn't have that functionality. At least right now, it, the the mobile devices don't have it. However, um, I actually found something pretty unique with my Jawbone, uh, whatever version I have, <laughs> uh, that it that it actually can tie into Nest. And oh, like yes. Nest can actually sense that you're, you know, because it knows when you're sleeping, yep. it can actually tell the Nest to turn down. So I, I think, you know, there is a longer play. I think, uh, you know, I think here probably within the, the year that it will, you know, any Google Home device will support multiple uh, accounts. Um, and that, I mean, that definitely comes into play if you're you're spinning up audio, right? Like my place playlist is going to be different than uh you know, the other person in the the house. And so one one thing that we've done to get kind of around that is I set it to default to Google play music. Um, and since it hooks into Spotify, it knows my Spotify, et cetera. One of the big problems we were running into was, you know, I'd be at work listening to Spotify and then my girlfriend, um, would, you know, have it play music or whatever. Since it's only using one Spotify account, um, it would actually like hijack my Spotify uh, <laughs> on the office and then play it there. So I set it at the default of Google play. So that's, 
if you're asking it to play coffee shop music or whatever through one of the Chromecasts. Or, by the way, th- these are really good speakers, too, so by itself. That, I mean, yeah, that's definitely a benefit, is it? It's almost Sono, Sonos-ish. The hi-fi speakers, yeah. So that's that's how we've gotten around the, the current limitations of it. But I know they're working pretty hard to try to get multiple account stuff uh, from, from what I've heard out of folks at Google. Yeah. And I, I mean, it's the practical next move. So, uh, very exciting stuff all around from Google. It is, uh, you know, if you're not a user of Google products, uh, definitely the time is now to kind of check it out. Um, we have had two people in my office, an office of quite a few tech nerds, uh, actually switch from iPhone, um, over to the, the pixel mm-hmm. and, I mean, the thing looks like an iPhone. It's set. This is supposed to be the phone that you switch to, from iPhone to Android. They, they've designed it very well for that. And they even, they, not even by the design of it, but also because they package it with a, a uh, OTG adapter that you can then sync stuff from your iPhone over to the What's the uh, what is the OTG adapter? So so an OTG adapter is uh I mean it's kind of like it it's taking a in this case a USB-C and making it into a just a normal like USB like that you could plug almost like a flash drive into or a cable and I think the idea now don't quote me on this but I think the idea is you use the OTG adapter you plug in one end of your iPhone cable you know like the the USB that you would go into mm. your computer and then you plug the lightning in into the iPhone and you actually start a transfer and it kind of, you know, maybe like in a CSV type style, you know, if you've ever exported, imported, but, uh, you know, they very much uh, designed it in a way in the documentations, like coming from an iPhone, we got you covered. We'll sync things across. And so it's actually been very exciting to kind of see uh, some of these guys that have been iPhone. I wouldn't say iPhone loyalist because I'll agree, you know, not Android. Uh, it can be segmented. And until this phone, like it was kind of a hard sell. But I think, you know, like you said, the the hardware is beautiful. It's very similar to the iPhone. It's the um, first real competitor to the iPhone. I would say this has been set up to be a clear rival to it in in every way so i would say for the first and this is coming from me and nexus and android user for all of all of time um this is the first time it's really really been a compelling uh rival to it on the camera on the build quality um on the full experience that you get with it yep and, and yeah, and it's, it's been really fun. Like I said, to kind of listen to these guys switching over. Cause they're like, Oh, I didn't know that was in Android. And I go, and like some of my responses, Android came up with that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So yeah, so. I, I, just to recap, um, we're looking to publish every couple weeks. This is kind of our kickoff, uh, for season two. We're looking to get a lot more guests and other experts to kind of join the conversation on stuff. Um, so we'll probably oscillate between kind of remarks on the latest news trends um, and kind of gadgetry and move into other kind of paradigms uh, in in tech trends. 
It yes, it's and, and we're gonna try keeping it this to uh, about a thirty to forty five minute uh, episodes, and so we're we're very excited as we kind of round up said guests in their their kind of expertise areas. Um, we are looking forward uh, to be a little bit more organized in season two than season one. Uh, We've learned but, a uh, lot. We, well, we've learned things a lot. We, That's debatable. We've, we've learned things, and they've replaced we, our previous knowledge on other things because there's only a certain amount of memory in our brains. And yep. And you know, if if you are a returning listener and you go, man, I I miss in in Musk we trust. Don't worry. We're bringing it back. Yeah, we're bringing it back. Okay, <laughs> the teaser spoiled. So thanks for listening, and you will hear back from us in a couple weeks. Make sure to check out our Facebook page uh, for more information, new episodes, etc. cetera. Uh, have a great week, guys. Yep, thank you, and make sure you subscribe on all those random podcast streams out there. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.